Right, me again. Um, I want to start this morning by sharing the theme verse with you for the 2022 youth mission trip. We focused on 1 Corinthians 12, 27, uh, but I do want to read a little bit more than that. So I'm going to start in verse 14, read through 21, and then jump down to 27. So please stand as you are able to receive God's, God's word this morning. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong in the body, then that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong in the body, then that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need for you. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Amen. Please be seated. So Trenton, New Jersey, the location for the 2022 youth mission trip. We'll be staying at a great church, working with several people that I've already begun coordinating with, uh, and we'll be a part of a group of around 100 people all journeying to Trenton that summer. Everything was working out perfectly. Until I get the email saying, hey, heads up, your trip was canceled. In February, our plans to go to Trenton were ended, and like this mission trip taught us, we had to adapt. A few days later, it was decided that we would be heading to Huntington, West Virginia instead. Now, I have full confidence that God was going to complete his will regardless of where we were, but I think there were several specific reasons that God led us to Huntington. I'll leave it up to the teens to share what we did, how we saw God work, but I wanted to make sure to set the stage for them with four quick points. First, each of the teens you'll hear from this morning picked one of six core values of our church to direct their thoughts and experiences as they share with you this morning. We have six core values, and they are found people, find people, saved people, serve people, Growing people change within. Loved people don't do life alone. Blessed people give like God. And alive people worship Jesus. They will each take one of those and share their experiences through the lens of that specific core value. Second, you'll hear them talking a lot about Mission Serve. Mission Serve is the organization that planned and coordinated our trip. They connected us with people to serve and projects to accomplish. They provided our lodging and meals at High Lawn Elementary. And they led us in worship each and every night. The work that the staff did at Mission Serve on our trip was astounding. I was and still am extremely impressed with Mission Serve and the ways they seek to serve the Lord and empower teens. They've been in Huntington for several years now and have a deep sense of the heartbeat of the community and the needs of the city 
So it was really great to partner with them this summer. Third, we met up with 262 other Christians from nine different churches from all over the U.S. Our squads acted as our family for that week. Squads were made up of people from all of these different churches, and each squad was given one work site and one project to finish during the week. Some people, I know, finished early and got to move on to a different work site, but um, we were each given one, one project to do. Some tore out and built porches. That was my group. Others worked on siding or landscaping. And a few of our groups redid some roofs. Uh, if you saw the sheer amount of dedication that each of these teams gave to their projects that week, you'd be shocked that their rooms are still as messy as they are. Uh, fourth, and frankly most important, I need to preface. This trip was hard. We faced a lot, collectively and personally. We faced COVID, swollen and bruised eyes, heartache back home, car trouble, difficult conversations, concussion scares, long work days out in the sun in 90-degree weather, and some unfortunate narrow-minded thinking from others. But church, and I'm going to try not to cry, I need you to know that for every way that Satan tried to send us home and dull our spirit, God was glorified that much more. We had two teens recommit to their faith. We had one teen... Oh, we had one teen... I lost my spot. Step up and step out of her comfort zone in joyful, joyful ways. We had honest conversations that I've already seen have led to good things. I got to see this group of teens learn what it means to glorify God in every circumstance. When one of our teens got some devastating news from back home, they stopped, and they prayed for him. On our only free night, they were overjoyed that we went to Walmart. And it was there that they met one of the workers, and by their own promptings, the teens prayed for and talked with one of the janitors because he could tell that we were there with Mission Serve. On our way home, one of the teens was able to change a rather dangerous tire, and the rest, as opposed to complaining about the heat or saying, I'm tired, they grabbed the guitar and they worshipped. I listened each night to our girls' chat and laugh before going to bed. I saw them making friends outside of our group and exploring what it means to be part of the kingdom family. I saw them each night get to be a part of corporate worship in ways that most of them haven't before. Coming together with over 250 people to praise our Creator is powerful. I witnessed, I witnessed their patience and forgiveness, as I and the other adults had to change plans again because something else went wrong. I witnessed them loving and serving each other in the city that God sent us to. 
So our theme for this mission trip was individually unique, together, complete, as the back of our shirts say. It was based on the concept of the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians, which we just read. Each one of the teens that you sent is uniquely called and equipped to further the kingdom in ways that you and I are not. And through their stories and sharing, I hope that you see the unique ways that God taught them and worked through them. But I also hope you'll hear that we learned the power of prayer and the need for community. I can confidently say none of us could have walked through this trip alone. We needed one another, and we needed you here praying for us. For those of you that prayed, I want to thank you, because you truly have no idea what it meant to us. Um, so through all the stories you're going to hear about who got hurt and what went wrong, I need you to know that they are back safely, okay? <laughs> they are all here, and they are all safe, and God is good. I am eternally grateful for this mission trip and for the teens that got to be a part of the mission work that God is doing in Huntington. So to give you a little bit of a better sense of the jobs we did and the week we had, we have a video that we want to share with you. Hi, I'm Bryce, and this is my second mission trip I've been on. Uh, and today I'll be sharing the core value of found people, find people. My assignment for the week was tearing out an old deck and building a new one. The homeowner, her name was Cynthia, and my first impression of her, she was a nice lady who lives on her own and somewhat knows God, and she told us she went to a universalist church. During the week, she would ask for prayer for her family, and uh, sometimes even joined us in prayer. Um, one day, we did something we called popcorn praying, where everyone took turns praying out loud, and she participated in it. Uh, she was very open about the struggles in her family, and mostly for her sister, who was in the hospital with COVID. And she would tell us how blessed she was to have all of the work being done in her house. We worked with other churches on our project, and all of us from friends were teens. And I believe Cynthia could see that teenagers being willing to take time out of their summer break to work was showing her the love of God. I know this because I've seen it done here growing up in the church. Displaying the love of the love and grace of Jesus Christ is something we do with purpose. Also, on our off time, like Adrian said, we went to Walmart and to pick a few things up, and a janitor came up to us and told us he knew why we were there and thanked us for what we, what we were doing. Uh, we asked to pray for him, and he said yes. Then he told us some of the things in his life that needed prayer. He was very grateful for it, and it felt good to pr pray for someone who needed prayer. With everything we felt was going on against us, like a COVID outbreak, our materials arriving late, personal issues that arose, and much more, we still persevered and got our work done for the glory of God. He was working through us the whole time and giving us the strength to finish the job within the week. Working on five or less hours of sleep each night wasn't easy, but with his strength we were able to finish all the projects. This trip was a reminder of how important it is to bless others and help others in the name of the Lord. We are to be the salt and light to others. Matthew five fourteen through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.
so my name is Sadie Cork. If you didn't know, Pastor Jason is my dad. Um, I've been attending this church since 2020, and this is my second mission trip with Friends Church. Um, we were split up into groups to work at different sites, and my group worked on doing, like, redoing the siding on a woman's house. Um, one of the sites had two groups, and I was at that site. I was at the same group as Bryce, or the same site. Um, so... Today I'm going to be talking about why saved people serve other people. As Christians, it is important to serve others in many ways, whether it is through prayer, physical labor, like going on a mission trip, giving our time to help in the nursery, or opening up your home and being hospitable to other people. When we left for our trip, I was honestly kind of scared of what was to come. I was intimidated by the intense labor and heat I would have to put up with all week. I was excited to bond with my friends and make new ones, and I wasn't really thinking about why I was actually doing this. Some of my group leaders were tough at times with tasks I didn't really feel like doing, but I did them anyway, and I ended up learning a lot and making new friends. There was one moment where we weren't getting anything done at all, so I went with one of the guys from my group, and we did a lot of prep on one side of the house so we could get done faster, and it was actually really rewarding. On the first day of working, I got to my work site, and I saw the one who lives there a few times. She'd usually poke her head out the door, and I'd smile and wave, and then she'd go back inside. Half the time, I even forgot that a person lived in the house I was working on. But one day, she was talking to one of my group leaders, and she said that she would always remember us for helping her physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, that was a great reminder for me of what I was doing this for. She also reminded me to be thankful for what I have, even in hard times. I always saw her smiling at us, even when her life was not like most of ours. It was cool to help someone and make a difference in their life. When you have confidence in your salvation, you feel like you naturally want to serve others. And through serving others, you hope that someone sees the love inside you and comes to know God because of it. Even though the work was physically and mentally straining, it was such a privilege to be there honoring the kingdom of God. In John chapter 3, verse 18, it says, Dear children, let, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show it. Let us show the truth by our actions. So we can say that we love people and that Jesus loves them, but it won't make a difference to them if we don't do something to show it. Since my friends and I have accepted Christ, we should be showing the love of God in everything we do. Giving to those who don't have the things they need is something that makes God very happy, and it is a way of humbling ourselves to be grateful for what God has provided for us. Because we are saved by Christ, we can now give back to God by helping his people, and that is something I'm glad I got a chance to be a part of. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Haley Billy. I'm a rising senior and I attend Westside Christian Academy. I'm relatively new to the youth group and I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to go on this year's mission trip in Huntington, West Virginia. The core value that has greatly impacted me is growing people change within. This is a complex but simple statement. Throughout this week and many messages, I asked myself two questions. The first was, how do I know if I'm growing? I think we all have asked this question at times because we want reassurance. During the trip, God gracefully reminded me that I grow every day. I grow spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Throughout my life, I have encountered many situations that have required and produced growth. In some cases, the growth was less noticeable, but in others, it was easily noticed. 
My growth required an act of submission and surrender to the one who is in complete and perfect control of my life. I know I am growing because the Holy Spirit is working within my heart, changing, directing, and allowing me to grow throughout various circumstances. After this discovery, I came across another question, which is, how can I continue to grow? Well, the good news is that there is no limit to anybody's growth because there is always something to learn and attain. In a spiritual sense, I can only grow if I continue to allow God to direct me by surrendering everything to Him. That includes every single flaw, failure, fear, worry, thought, emotion, and amount of control that I let consume and direct me. I have learned that surrender is not easy. These are things I struggle with every day, no matter how big or small. I will continue to struggle with these because I am not perfect and live in a broken world. But because God's love and God's grace is so much greater than my imperfections, I can surrender it to Him, and this will produce continuous growth. I cannot let my brokenness discourage me because the Creator of the world is perfectly faithful and perfectly loves me for the sinner that I am. However, this is not an excuse for my fallenness, but it is only a reminder of God's omnipotence. Throughout the week, the faithfulness of God was revealed when unexpected things occurred. We grew as a youth group. Amidst the sickness, early morning wake-up calls, the heat, the stress, and tire problems. When we split off into our groups, we learned to branch out and create new friendships. God's endless love poured out through each person that week. During the worship services, People were holding hands, dancing, crying, and comforting one another. It brought me and so many others to tears because God loves us so much as the broken humans that we are. No amount of sin, suffering, pain, change, greed, greed guilt, bitterness, brokenness, or disobedience will change his ceaseless love for us. Tuesday night, I was convicted with this last thought. Why do I still try to control everything in my life instead of surrendering to God, who will never fail? This was when I finally surrendered everything to Him. I allowed Him to have complete control. I was convicted, and I surrendered, and I could not stop crying. I learned that we grow because God wants us to. We grow to grow with Jesus and for Him. We grow as a youth group and individually. Our sufferings and trials grow us to become more reliant on the God who is in control. Our trials remind us of our incapability to be perfect and grow us to become more like Christ. They serve as a testimony to other people so that those people can grow and have hope in Jesus. My growth is a reminder of God's greatness. My growth changes me within and without. Other people will recognize my growth. So... I can fully surrender, knowing God will change me within, love me, and bring me closer to Him, despite my failures, flaws, and sufferings. He will use me to serve others and grow His kingdom. All this to say, this missions trip changed my heart, my mindset, and influenced every single individual that was there. Hello everyone, my name is Mason Horton and I'm a part of the youth group here at Friends. Uh, I've been here for two mission trips with our youth group, uh, one to Cleveland and this one to uh, Huntington, West Virginia. 
My core value today is love people, don't do life alone. A lot of the fall retreats and mission trips that I've been a part of were just our youth group. We enjoyed time together because of the friendships we formed and ways we witnessed growth within our youth group. However, the mission trip this year was different than anything I've been a part of. Mission Serve brought together 262 Christians from churches all over the United States to fulfill one purpose, serving and loving God's people. We all gathered together in West Virginia to serve the community and to glorify our God. It was amazing to witness that many teenagers willingly coming together and serving, laughing, and worshiping. Seeing all 262 of us together each night for worship was a reminder that, as Christians, love people, don't do life alone. After we attended our local church service on Sunday, we met our squads for the first time. The squads are the groups that we would go to, to the work sites, and complete the projects. Squads were made up of a bunch of different people from each church, so I got to know other people really well and got closer to the people from NUFC on my squad. Our group was sent to a house in Huntington to redo a roof. It was hard work, but we got the project done. I was unsure about the idea of being there with other people besides the ones from our church. I was only used to working and serving alongside people I already knew. This trip was outside of my comfort zone, but during... I'm sorry. Um, but by the end of the week, I was so glad that I stepped outside my comfort zone. During the trip, not only did I grow in my friendships with people I already knew, but I also made new friends with Christians I, would have met, I wouldn't have met outside this trip. Um, this is just a reminder that, as Christians, we aren't called to do life alone. The connections we made on this trip were a blessing. Many of the homeowners that we served during the mission trip lived alone or were unable to leave their house often. During the week, connections grew between the homeowners and squads. Every day, we look forward to seeing them. It was so sweet to see. I'm sorry. Um, it was so sweet to see when we would show up; they'd be waiting for us. Each squad had stories and conversations that had the time spent with people they were serving, and how, in some small way, we were all reminded that being part of God's kingdom means we are all family. Being part of God's kingdom means love people, don't do life alone. I remember every time we would go up on the roof or come down from the ladder from the roof, the homeowners would ask us if we needed anything. She was so loving towards us and always asked us if we needed anything because she was so grateful for the work we were doing for her. By the end of the week, it was so amazing to see smiles on their faces when our projects were finished. It dawned on me that we weren't just there to fix the roof or redo their porches. We were there to show them the love of God and to show them that they are never alone because we have a God that never leaves us in a community that is a blessing. Good morning. My name is Melissa Cork, if I haven't had the chance to meet you. So the last time I went on a mission trip was in college, which was 20 years ago. And I've always loved mission trips. Um, most of the ones I've been on have been out of the country. So for this one, I was interested to find out if one closer to home would have as big an impact on you. And I would say it definitely did. Um, so going through Mission Serve, the schedule was definitely intense. Um, I think by midweek, me and Adrian were like, I don't know how we're going to get home <laughs> at the end of the week. We were just so exhausted. Um, and I remember asking Adrian at some point, am I, am I just getting older or is this just really intense? It was definitely an intense trip. Um, so when I thought about my topic, 
Um, the owners that my squad helped immediately came to my mind. Um, Mason was in my group, and Alyssa. And their names are Carolyn and Frank, and they've been married for 58 years. Um, she is 73, and he's 88. And they live in a simple, tiny house, no driveway, no yard, um, no garage. The houses are super close together. Maybe one person could fit in between the houses. Um, they did not live in a very safe neighborhood. Um, they've also faced many health issues. And the most recent um, health issue was Caroline had to have her stomach removed. And we all just kind of looked at her like, are you serious? <laughs> she has no stomach. Um, so she would eat, but wouldn't be able to keep most of her food down. Um, and her and her husband felt like the doctors might have made a mistake, maybe didn't make a good choice, but they never spoke negatively about the doctor. They both believed that people make mistakes and that people deserve grace. And I thought that was amazing. Um, so her husband many times said that he felt like she was a living miracle, um, just the fact that she's alive. And she would always tell me that she felt like God was keeping her alive just to take care of her husband. Um, she also just really wanted to take care of everybody on our squad. So she loved, um, let's see. So the first day um, we were on the roof, and it was... I think it was around 90, but it felt hotter. There was no shade. So I was like, I'm going to go grab some ice pops and Gatorade for my crew. And well, the next day we got there, and Caroline was like, honey, I got you some of those popsicles and Gatorade. And I said, oh, Caroline, you really don't have to get anything for us. And she looked at me, and she said, I know, honey, but I want to. So they would sit on our porch most of the day and offer drinks and snacks. And Frank would just look at me and say, you know, we're really thankful for what y'all are doing here. We could never have gotten this roof done without you. Um, and there was a couple times they just couldn't understand why people would come and work like this without getting paid, you know. So we just said it's just we're answering the call of God's place to be his hands and feet. Um, so Second Corinthians 9, verse 7 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves the cheerful giver. Frank and Carolyn totally gave from their heart. Um, and it's funny sometimes, I think, how you'll do something trying to be a blessing to someone, and you end up being blessed just as much, maybe more. Um, what I thought about this topic is that we might see what it means to be blessed differently. I think anyone can feel blessed if you can be content with where you are and be thankful for what you have. Caroline and Frank could have said, oh, I wish we had this, or I wish we went to go, you know, here, or I wish we were able to do something, but they never did. Fr Frank just always would say, you know, we've had a really good life. Um, they felt blessed because I think they were really just grateful for what they had, and they were content with where they, are, where, where they lived. Um, they gave what little they had so freely, and they gave it with so much joy. I believe that this is how God would like for all of us to live. Um, it's so easy to focus on what we don't have and wish we had something else. And when you go on a trip like this, it's definitely a good reminder of how blessed we are. Um, it was also a huge blessing for me to get to know all the teens on this trip um, and to get to see all the ways that they would, were giving like God. Um, giving up a week of their summer to work hard, to help someone in need, to give a shoulder to cry on for a friend. Um, we truly have an amazing group of teens and I'm so thankful for Adrienne. She's an amazing leader. We're really blessed to have her. And so I just wanted to end this saying that 
if you're not able to go on a mission trip, um, that God gives all of us gifts that we can use to serve others. So I'm going to end with 1 Peter 4.10. It says, Each one should use whatever gifts he's received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Hello. Good morning. I've probably been told that like 10 times today. But... Hi, my name is Grace Brosh. This is like my fourth time speaking on stage, so hopefully I'm getting better at it. We'll see. Um, if I had two words to describe this week, it would be chaotic yet amazing. Uh, very contradictory, contradictory words. <laughs> this week was full of COVID outbreaks, injuries, sleepless nights, sunburns, and hard work. One of the craziest weeks I've had. On Wednesday night, we didn't even know if our group would be able to stay the rest of the week. There was so much uncertainty each day. We didn't know what would happen next. But it was in this chaos that made us appreciate Christ even more. I'm confident in saying that this mission trip was one of the best weeks of my life. You might be saying to yourself, well, okay, how much has this teen actually lived to compare it to? But on this week, we saw God fight for us in a way that I never have before. Alive people worship Jesus is our last value as a church. And I can't think of a better value to summarize this trip. It perfectly describes our week in Huntington. I saw our youth group alive that week, and I can still see it in them now. While our bodies were tired and sunburnt, our souls were alive and ready to worship. Our experience truly shows how God can take a less-than-perfect situation and use it for his glory. Every night, after a full day of work, we would go to worship and see a room full of tired bodies, but people spiritually alive, ready to glorify our Maker. Adrian was thrown so many curveballs, but she handled each one of them with patience and grace and Christ. I know we are all so thankful for her and her ability to handle these situations, yet continue to point a finger towards Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Our bodies are only rentals made to glorify him. We were made to worship. Our purpose is to worship him. We are alive, so we worship Jesus. One thing God taught me through this trip is that anything we do can be used to glorify him. Showing up this morning glorifies him. Building decks or roofing glorifies him. Singing glorifies him. As long as we do it for Christ, we are glorifying and worshiping him. So it is only by Christ's power that we are able to go through such a tiring week but still find ways to do it for his glory. We were still able to come back from a long day and sing for him. On this trip, we made connections with homeowners, connections with other churches, and connections with our youth group. Going through these trials together grew our connections to each other, not just as Christians, but as siblings in Christ. All, all bonded by our ability to worship. And I can't be prouder or more thankful to be blessed with such an amazing leader and youth group. The struggles we face makes the ability to worship him even sweeter. 
because we get to love a God who first loved us. God doesn't need our praise, but he wants it. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. He wanted all of us at Huntington for a reason. That is why he fought for us to stay there, and why we are still able to worship and praise him for the work done there. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this amazing youth group that I am so blessed to be a part of. I pray that you just keep that fire inside of us burning as we continue to go through our, our, sco- our school or our work or just an everyday life, and that we just remember that we were made to worship you. We are all individually unique and made to worship him. We, all of us coming together, allows us to worship him even greater. I thank you for this ability to be able to go out and serve people and just demonstrate all of our core values. It's in Jesus' name, amen.